Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are pumped you have tuned in to today's episode. We are so excited to continue bringing you fresh content every week and yeah. really, really digging deep to examine our lives and, and look at so many men and women across the world, both now and in the past, who have just done the most and what we can learn from them and really ask the questions, why though? And today, we are going to take a deep dive into the life of a woman who lived a hundred years ago and she made such an impact on me about a year ago actually Ashley when she when I was doing research for my last book and when I was thinking of just courageous women not the ones we all know but maybe some that we don't that we should know she really came up and while she didn't make it into my book I'm so happy she's making <laughs> it into our podcast. Mm -hmm. And that woman is Noor Iniat Khan. Now, this gal, she is the daughter of a Indian father. So what what for that? And <laughs> her mama. Do you want to know where her mama was from, Ashley? I do want to know. Tell us. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Bam. I mean, the what? most beautiful sunset in America, in my personal opinion. You want to know what? I feel like New Mexico. It should be on my hit list. Is Santa Fe, Santa Fe New Mexico? That's in that's in New Mexico. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to have you correct me on my geography because I have no, publicly shamed you for um, yours, so I feel like it's only But right. also, are we, were you really asking me about geography? Like, is that wise when I didn't understand England and Scotland? Like, I are mean, we, you know, you, in California. you just brought it up again? Like, it's happening again? <laughs> I, just thought, I just thought you could confirm or deny. <laughs> I mean, Southern California, isn't that rather close to New Mexico? I mean, no. <laughs> Hey, it's but not Texas, seriously so no seriously it isn't but when oh we lived gosh. in california we would go through the albuquerque airport to get to texas so you know that's oh. that's about the extent and then of course i've done several tr cross-country drives um from north carolina to la and Oof. so because of that new mexico you get very familiar with the u.s and new mexico oh has the gosh. most beautiful sunsets i'm so serious guys i like, know we don't have too much time uh, to spend on this but how many fabulous. states have you been to oh my <laughs> gosh curious. you know what have you ever done those little facebook things where you like chart your they post something and they're like how many states have you been to and you can chart them but i've been to so many Girl, I, I feel like you might moment, win an award at applebee's honestly i really should i just haven't been to north and south dakota or oh, Idaho. Okay. Um, yeah, gotta and I go think to those. Basically, everything else. I've, I've been there. You haven't been to Idaho. Oh, okay. and some of the northeastern states. I haven't been to Maine, um, Massachusetts, you know, like some but of the But you'll get to those. But I'll get, yeah, I could drive them in a day. It's like no yeah. thing. <laughs> you could just, you could like, oh, if I needed to get all if my I wanted gold to stars. check them off on my Facebook quiz, then oh, I'll go, me. you know? <laughs> Gosh, cross country driving. Oh, my goodness. 
I'm a uh, <laughs> listeners. I don't want you to think I'm against road trips, but I am. And yeah. that's why. <laughs> she hates road trips like she hates camping. Me on oh the other my hand, gosh. get me in the car, and I'm like so happy. I will drive for days, and no. I love my life. I, oh yeah, I'm about to do a big road trip soon this weekend. Yes, you are. And, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, ten hours in the car. I'm here for it. I can't even. Wait. Oh Jesus, take me home. I can't even talk about it. It's oh, so, I'm so pumped. Okay, so let me explain to you, listeners, why I can't get on board with such things. It's this: I have motion sickness like you would not believe and if i sit in a car for too long it doesn't even matter if we're going in circles or if it's like s curves or what's going on i'll still get sick i'll get sick give me two hours and i'll get sick basically okay, well, i can get miserable. to the airport and back yeah, yeah I get sick. no that's miserable then you just mm-hmm. can't do it yeah in in migraines maybe it's just my posture when i'm sitting in there yeah. I don't know. <laughs> either way you're not doing it oh never i remember I remember Derek and I were first. I'm so sorry. This is a tangent. I promise I'll bring it home. I promise. Um, we're coming back to Nora. We're coming Don't back worry. to Nora. We are. We 100% are. Oh, bless. Um, but it's also summer, and sometimes you just gotta. Sometimes you just gotta talk about why summer's hard, like road trips and stuff. And you things, need right? to talk about Facebook quizzes. I don't know you why you talk keep about diverting quizzes. from that. It's really important because I, I don't want people to know you take them Facebook quizzes. That's why. That's what fine. is the point of Facebook otherwise, honestly? It's for those time hop things. <laughs> That's what it's for. Oh, my God. It's coming. <laughs> for that? Ah, nobody cares about time hop. That was so wonderful. Everyone cares about time hop. Don't Do you they dare. Really? Is this happening? Are you kidding me? You get all emotional seeing the day you broke up with so-and-so. Honestly, oh time hop had me. Time hop had me in tears. So you, you shut those laughs up because listen to this lady. Oh. Time hop came up with um, the day our adoption was finalized, and it was just like, "Thank you, Time Hop." Oh, that is a good one. You know what everyone's going to tell us? They're going to say Time Hop is definitely a separate app. I don't know why you should keep bringing up Time Hop. I think you might be right because I legit have never seen it on Facebook, but I hear things about Time Hop, so I'm maybe I'm. Or you know, you know, five years ago on this day, and you're like. "Mm." Or they make you a dumb video, like, happy anniversary to you and someone you don't even know. I mean, why do they <laughs> do that? Facebook aren't they supposed to be... supposed for seven years with aren't John from Dakota. Aren't they supposed to be Dakota. so smart? <laughs> They're supposed to be so smart. These are smart, yeah. smart... Literally. Silicon Valley 30-something, sweatshirt-wearing, converse-sporting yes. men. Right. Can't they figure and out like that I am... Woman. I mean, right. It's the truth. It's the... Which brings me to... No, I'm joking. Right. <laughs> Great gateway right back to okay. Nort. <laughs> like, actually, it really does, truthfully. Actually, well done. Well played, Ashley. Well played. You're welcome. You know, women, I will say this. Um, I finished a book this weekend, which Ashley is a must-read for you. Mm. Must-read. It came out uh, last month, actually. It's called Raising Successful People. Mm. And it is... I, I don't want to butcher her last name, but she goes by Waj. Uh, Esther... Oh, goodness. I cannot spell her. I'll, I'll spell it for you. W-O-J. C-I-C-K-I. Um, and I just reviewed it in my last uh, my last email newsletter. Shameless plug to sign yeah, up for my email on there, newsletter. Guys. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, I reviewed this book because it was just so moving. And she is the mother of the gal who is the CEO of YouTube. She's mm. the mother of the gal who is the founder and CEO of 23andMe, Genetic wow. Testing. Wow. And she, uh, her third daughter is a doctor who runs... I believe um, a pediatric center or maybe a, a particular portion of a hospital um, in Silicon Valley. So just some amazing gals. And no she grew way. up. Yeah, she grew up as a maybe 
One should have been on her. People are going to love this one. People love when we get crazy. That's all the letters we get. We love when you get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but she, she wanted her daughters to know, like, just because we don't have much doesn't mean you can't be great and doesn't mean you can't go after what it is. And it's more than just this raw, raw book. It really gives you the tactical tools to raise children who are competent and confident. Yeah. And it was just, it was so helpful to me. And it really brought out some deep, <laughs> um, deep values that have really gone wrong for me. Just even just untrusting nature and how mm. we always say we want our kids to be responsible. Really, we want them, we want to trust them and trust them to be mm. who they are. And just this idea of how we're so un, you know, our societal trust is down and so we don't allow our kids to go and do and be some of these things but anyway I bring all that up to say she is um, in a league of her own and she raised some incredible daughters who are in tech and medicine and really making waves and doing incredible things in male-dominated fields and so did Noor so back to Noor Mm. her dad um, was Indian as I said and her mom was from New Mexico great sunsets per Ashley and in her, she was born in Russia, and then her early years were spent in London, and her elementary years, um, she was whisked away to Paris. And then, um, unfortunately, World War I took place. She was very young, as you can imagine, since she was born in 1914 during World War I. Um, and she grew up in this, in this war-torn um, nation in France, and and also during that time she was still trying to foster who she was and pursue her dreams and she was known to be quiet shy sensitive but also really driven and she had a career in writing children's stories and became (laughs) a regular contributor to children's magazines and french radio she was bilingual as you can imagine and um uh one of my favorite ones is bringing her uh, Indian roots to children's literature in England was in 1939. Her book, 20 Jataka Tales, mm. inspired um, by the Jataka Tales, uh, was published in London. So she was this, wow. she was this smart, driven gal. She was a smart, driven gal. But unfortunately, um, due to Nazi tyranny, her and her mama and I believe just a few of her siblings had to go by boat to escape France during World War II after Germany Hmm. took over and to escape back to Britain. So now she's back in London and she um, was recruited as a very young gal. She was in her 20s and she was recruited by the Special Operatives Executives. Yes, that many S's. Special, excuse me, Special Operations Executives in February 1943. And what Which, what she, is that? It was, it was like a secret spy service. Man. Secret spy service, yeah. So she was invited to work. And as World War II is going on, she is thinking to herself, what can I do? She hmm. is a children's author, y'all. A children's <laughs> author. And she's thinking, what can I do? Yeah. So as she was interviewing, um, she was very confident that she could do the job of serving as a secret spy to gain foreign intelligence and feed it back to the British government. 
and uh, her interviewer was like, are you sure you can do this? You know, asking her all these questions. It's really going to be very intense. It's going it, to, it, you know, you could be tortured, all of these things. And especially mm. as a young 20-something woman, um, I can't imagine what was going on through her mind. But her confidence is what got her the job. She mm. said, of course I can do this. Why would you doubt my ability? Why would you doubt that I could do this? I can do this. And so she was hired. And she became known as the Indian princess who spied for Britain. Her dad had royal blood. And so, hence the name of the princess, which I feel like we can all be princesses if we need to be. I mean, I've been telling everybody Meghan Markle's a princess. And then everybody tried to tell me she's just a duchess. And I said, she's a princess. Anyway. But she was this gentle writer of children's stories, a musician. But more than that, she was transformed. She was known as this tigress in the field hmm. and somebody who was willing to go the, the, the second mile to really do what needed to be done. And she, um, again, being bilingual, had some good skills under her belt to be able to infiltrate into France and also think about, you know, she probably knew this place, thinking about going back to France, not as the place you grew up and as the place you got, you know, croissants with your dad down the street, <laughs> but being back there under German occupation. And she was known to be a pacifist, but because of the war, she thought, I've got to do something. Yeah. I've got to do something so this can stop. This cannot be happening. We all have to do our part. So she headed off, and unfortunately, she was... Um, she was caught with a few other women and they unfortunately tortured her and did all of these things to her and she never ever gave up anything Hmm. not once um did she ever give up anything and in september of 1944 so i said she was born in 14 so 30 years old in september of 44 just 30 years old she was shot and killed um after finding out that she was a spy who was doing her best to take down Hitler and wow. the Nazi occupation. And she so, was killed in a concentration camp, right? She was. Yes, Man. yes, yes. Yeah. And it, interesting, just these little details that I've right. been researching about her is she held the hand of the other gal who was mm. also getting executed. They held hands as it was happening, mm. you know, sitting on their knees and you know, they didn't have to see what was happening to them. It happened in the back. But mm. um, just this idea that she had so much strength right up until the end. Do you want to know what her last words were? What? Liberty. That's beautiful. Liberty. Gosh. She truly believed in liberty. She truly believed that people didn't have to live like this. And this is not what life was about. Yeah. And that freedom was possible. And she was going to do what she could to make that possible for everybody. So anyway, so that's incredible. who we're, yeah, that's who we're chatting with about today. And I just, um, again, just so amazed by her life. Oh, let's not forget that she was trained as a nurse with the French Red Cross. I forgot to drop of that course. little tidbit. Of course, you know, because why not? Bit, why not? Oh so gosh. she was a children's author, a nurse, um, part of the resistance. And she stood her ground even until the very end and Mm. she could have lived um this quiet life in england and just waited for the war to end but she didn't and and one thing that i also found um just hard to to wrestle with is uh she was the oldest of four and her three siblings they all lived into the 2000s uh the early 2000s 
And here they're born, you know, she's born in 1914. And, wow. And, and she'd been gone for so long. And they're still living these lives and getting married and having babies and doing life and, and without their sister. But of, but she was part of what brought freedom. And, and she was very, very successful spy, yeah. which is why she's so well known. So anyway, a few things that I think we can take away from her life are first, this idea that you can be so many things at once. You know, yeah. you can be a creative and you can be uh, just this person of conviction who is an activist. You can be uh, quiet to yourself, but also be outspoken at times. You can be all these different things at once. Have you found that? I just feel like women, women are sometimes, you know, stereotyped and, and cornered into being one thing. And it's like, oh, you can run for office and be a bartender AOC. You can yeah. do this and do, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you can, you can, you can do so many things There, you don't have to just do it the way you've always done it. Totally. I think that so much of our lives is spent reading the room and figuring out what do I need to do to be liked and what do I need to do to be approved of? Um, or what do I need to do in order to stick out or stand out instead of just going, who am I and who do I want to be? And what can I do to be the truest sense of myself? And I like that about her story because it feels like she's constantly evolving. That yeah. in one season, you know, she might be writing children's books and then she's moving and living in a different country and she's speaking all these different languages and then she's becoming a nurse and then she decides to join the resistance. It's like man, she's doing so many things as the seasons of life evolve. And I yeah. think there's so much power and strength in just deciding to be yourself everywhere you go and yeah. let that lead your life. Let the truth of who you are lead your life. And I think that that is an incredible power that we have that we don't always tap into because of our sense of always wanting to read the room and read the people and make sure everything's okay. Um, and I think that if we we're able to stop doing that and really let our truest self come out. I can't even imagine how different this world would be. And some yeah. people might be a little too evil. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I think for the most part, humanity wants to do good. I think yes, that most people, I do, believe that. I do too. Most people, when you connect with them, want to have a significant life and make a difference and do their part and contribute. And so how powerful that we have this example of a woman doing this, um, especially in the times that she was alive. Are you kidding me? It's not yeah. like it was easy to be a woman. Also colonial England, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, that colonized England and they were colonizing India. It's like a very interesting, I feel like her life's choices are very interesting, right? In some ways, the country she chose to serve was also in a way her oppressor. <laughs> yeah. And so it's very interesting to think about how all this works and that she never seemed to pick a side. I also really love that about her story. Like mm -hmm. she didn't just say, oh, team England or team this or team that. No. Like she just was like, what's the, the most good I can do? What's the most yes. impact I can have? Team justice. Yes. And um, how can I help? You know, and that's really powerful. Absolutely. And I also think, just as you said, we can, instead of reading the room and feeling obligated to whoever or whatever that we believe that room wants us to do or feel or be, we can also look at our life and think, okay, I'm going to do this next. And it may be so disconnected from what I've done in the past, but it doesn't mean the skills and the character that it developed in a different season isn't useful now. Right. It's all useful. Any character development, any time we are growing, that will be useful moving forward. Yes. That is building who we are becoming each and every day. It is all treasured. It's all seen. It's all yes. developing us. So I think that there's something to be said of going from, you know, because sometimes I, I was reading about her. I'm like, 
to be a, you know, a children's book author. Not, not like she was writing about justice. She was writing fairy tales right. to go from that to a spy behind enemy lines where she parachuted to get into. Yes. You know? Just this idea that she was willing to um, see each season as useful in on its own yeah. and uh, just useful for the next. I think yes. that there's something something gorgeous something gorgeous about that. And as you said, she looked around the room and, and as you said, so many of us do and we are really want to do good. We really want to do the right thing. And I love how she thought to herself, how can I help? How can I help? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. can I be helpful? Um, yes. I recently finished Becoming by Michelle Obama. And she talked about when her and Brack were raising their children, the two things that they were dead set on um, encouraging their girls to become is kind yeah. and helpful. Yep. How can you help when there's a situation? How can you jump in and help? How can you be part of the answer? How can you help solve the problem? Yeah. And I just love that because I think especially in these times, we are paralyzed or dare I say desensitized right. to everything that's going on. And we think, I can't do anything to help. Or we can say to ourselves, how can I help? How can I help? I might be in this season of life that doesn't feel like I have a lot to give or do, or I feel far away from the issue that's breaking our collective hearts, but how can I help? And she did that. And I think that that's something that we can learn from her life. Um, And you know what? Maybe you are a children's book author. Maybe you're a house cleaner. Maybe you are working a couple jobs to make ends meet. And you're thinking, the last question I want to ask myself when I'm just trying to scrape by is how can I help? But it, it's it's so true that we were built for each other. Yeah, we are built to be in such deep community with one another and care for yes. one another. You know, it's it's so easy to feel like when we hear the gospel, it's for us individually, but it's so much for us collectively as a people, mm-hmm. as a group, as a society. So we can ask ourselves how we can help. Do you have yes. any more thoughts on that, Ashley? I do. I think I was thinking about her being a children's author as well, and so many of my favorite children's books are always identifying the subvert subversive narrative in society and so thinking about how powerful it is to be a person who can write such profound truths or write about chaos or difficulty or even bring humor to children like that takes a lot of skill and effort and energy and then thinking about her being a spy and also having to tap into the subversive narrative like what is actually happening in this room and then how do I you know, go against that, but in a way that brings, you know, peace that brings justice. And I think about our life too, and what you're saying about how we can make a difference and how we can help. And sometimes I feel like we feel like it's so far out there, but it isn't, it's right there in our day-to-day life. You know, it's, it's the little interactions that we have with people. It's, it's the way we choose to treat folks that we interact with all the time. It is the decisions that we make when we're walking down the street and we're standing in a coffee shop or we're in a school or we're at the park. It's those tiny decisions to choose kindness, to choose helpfulness to choose consideration of others that really actually impact the world and I think often we don't understand how huge those things are and even hearing a story like Noor's we might be sitting out there thinking like wow I don't even know like what I could never become a spy well of course but like in your life what is the subversive narrative that you can speak to the thing lying beneath that you see the potential that you could pull out the gold that you could speak to like you have an opportunity in your day-to-day life to do that we all do and it makes such an incredible impact and I think about people who just aren't seen or don't feel seen are you a person who could see them 
them and be like, man, speak to them, bring truth to their life, bring encouragement to their life and maybe make them feel seen. You're pulling something out of the environment that wasn't formally there because you have eyes to see. So I feel like there's a million ways to do this. And then even thinking about bigger issues, like, you know, she was serving in the Holocaust, right? And so there was a huge refugee crisis and the world didn't respond the way it should have. And I even think about what's happening now at our borders. And I'm sure that every person listening to this podcast, depending on when you're listening to it, <laughs> is being inundated this week and the last couple of weeks with what's, hap- what's happening in America's borders at our detention centers. And we're learning all these um, news and facts from op-eds. And we're like, what can we do? And we kind of yeah. want to turn it off, Tiff, like you said, like, let's desensitize ourselves or let's just carry on with our life. But there actually is a way to make an impact, whether you are giving financially or you are um, learning what it means to be an immigrant in our country and what what people really go through you're beginning to understand more than you're beginning to tell and to shame and to blame you know like understanding people's lives understanding struggle really getting in there and going what is the suffering that's happening and is there anything in my world i can do is there a conversation i can have is there a financial donation i can make is there an event i can host that would raise awareness about this i feel like there are things that we can do in our day-to-day life and we must do them (laughs) like yeah we must And I also want to add that just because nobody's doing it doesn't mean it can't be done. Just because you think, oh, nobody's doing that doesn't mean it can't be done. Right. Um, Nor was the first female wireless operator sent to Nazi-occupied France. Nobody, no other woman had done that. But she said, I could do that. Right. I could do that. You can send me. And other women went after her. But she's like, no, you can do this. I can do this. This can be done. Yes. So as you think about uh, just the impact our, our, your, your life makes in your yeah. everyday, remember that you are purposed yes. and you are gifted and yes. you are valuable yes. and you can hold and be so many things at once and you can evolve and you yeah. can do what's never been done for yes. the glory of God and yes. for the advancement of justice and freedom. We love you. Thanks for tuning in yes. and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.